Welcome back to the Old Warlock Podcast, episode six ish. Six, I think. Yes. Um, Something like that. To begin with, I have been yelled at by the Old Warlock editing staff for picking up my microphone and holding it during the podcast. So because I, he'll he'll talk like this for a while, and then he's talking like this for a while. You guys probably have noticed like this. this. And we we actually had somebody comment about them not liking the fact that they could hear your voice. Well, every, <laughs> everybody says that. Sounds about That's right. kind of a given. No. no, it was it was something directed to not wanting to hear your your breathing as well. Kind of a <sighs> which makes me really kind of want to go, you know. <sighs> did you see that James Earl Jones? I did see that. And did you see who's going to replace him? No. Nobody. Nice. Anytime nice. that there is a Darth Vader character that's used in something from here on out, they are going to artificially create his voice using computers. Wow. They're not going to have somebody actually replace him. I, I don't know if this is uh, I, I, this is what I understood from wow. the article that I saw. Huh. They're just going to make his voice using computers, which is kind of crazy and kind of spooky. It scares me. Yeah. But I'm easily frightened. Yep. So, you know. Um, so, Yeah. Well, I mean, but I, I, I kind of like that in a way, though. Seems fitting. There's only one, one Darth Vader voice. To be honest, I'm sick of seeing Darth Vader and stuff. Anyway, Darth Vader's been done to death. He's been dead. He's come back. He's been dead again. I just don't care anymore. Give me a new Star Wars experience. And speaking of new Star Wars experiences, Andor. We started watching Andor. Really good. Very good. Yeah, First I, two I, episodes. Yeah. Oh, I, I have not. I've not really enjoyed any of the. Um, Disney Plus Star Wars things that have come out. I, I enjoyed The Mandalorian. Yes. I did enjoy that. Well, I like the first season of The Mandalorian. Well, yeah, but aside from that, I just haven't been real thrilled. But I've got real strong hopes after two episodes of Andor. Would you maybe say that you have a the, new hope? Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh brother, this guy <sighs> stinks. Okay, but um, why are we talking about this? This has nothing to do with our normal. No, but matter. what I will say is that we are sipping beverages currently. Um, our favorite varieties of sparkling water, but we are not sponsored by those beverages. No, well, but, but we are. But before we continue any further in this episode, we'd like to say first a word from our sponsor. Hello. 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 This episode this of episode the Old Warlock Podcast, podcast is brought to you by our friend Kid Valhalla a person of great taste in hats. If you'd like to figure out and hear how to sponsor one of our future podcasts, be sure to stick around until the end of this episode, and we'll tell you how. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. We we put out the call, and the people responded, and Kid Valhalla was the first one to step up. So it's true. Thank and now, you to Kid Valhalla. And we've got a list now, so future podcast episodes... If you want to get in the line, again, stick around to the end. We'll tell you how to get in the line. And we've got, yeah, we have, in fact, we have two sponsors for in, in this episode. Kid Valhalla is the overall sponsor of this episode. It's true. But uh, we have some sponsors of segments, inside, a sponsor of a segment inside this video. But yep. look, uh, for those of you who also requested sponsorship, or no, requested to be sponsors, yeah, uh, stick around for future videos, uh, because future podcast videos, because you'll be mentioned there. That you will be. But moving, moving forward on to our usual topics of something to do with gaming. We recently played a lovely game with all of our good friends. 
called Shadows Over Camelot. Yes, great game. Love the game. I've uh, been playing it for quite a few years now. Uh, it's a it's a cooperative, but can also be a backstabber uh, game. Indeed. And that is precisely what happened in this particular game. We got backstabbed. By, by, by King by Arthur, King no, Arthur no himself. Betrayal of the century. It made me deeply upset. Although, I was actually quite impressed by how quickly his son figured out that he was the traitor. Yep. I, I, I actually, we applauded yep. um, that whole thing because um, it was actually pretty impressive. That I think it was two turns. Yeah, two or two or two. Where he's like, no, Dad, you're the you're the traitor. Just 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 give it up. Give it up and die. Abdicate. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it's a great game. Um we're big fans of cooperative style board games. We've been playing a lot of board games recently. That's kind of been what we've been our kick that we've been on when we get our have our little get togethers. Um and Shadows Over Camelot, cooperative game. Played it for a long time. I've played it before when I was significantly younger. But uh, we've won what, once? May, yeah, I think once. I know it hasn't been more than once. Yeah. I think that the fact that we've never really won a cooperative board game says something says about something. us. Yeah, it's yes. kind of a common commentary yes. on who we are as individuals. Well, who we are as individuals and who we are as a group. Yeah. Um, yeah, when the apocalypse comes, no it's, offense, it's guys. Every, it's but, every man for themselves. Yeah, we're, yeah. Go, we're going solo. <laughs> Another game we recently played that was a cooperative game is called... One of my current... I think it's probably one of my favorite games at the moment. I think it's okay. It, it's really good. It's he, a pretty he good. Just, he has no taste. It's it's a pretty good game, but it gets kind of boring. I'm going to be honest with you. There's not a lot you can do in it. It you know we've we've tried and we've lost, and we've died. So you lose and you call it boring. Basically, yeah. If I'm not winning straight out of the gate, then what's the point? <sighs> I play video games on easy mode. I play video games on story mode, so that I just experience being there. Being but then, there. then you should love this game because that's what it's all about. So you're just there. You're just you're just in there trying to trying to. We're talking about flashpoint. Yeah, it's called flashpoint. It's a cooperative game where there's a building on fire essentially, and you have to go in as firefighters and rescue people before the building burns burns down, or the building collapses, or too much stuff explodes, or anything like that. Yes. So, very, it was it, at the at the advanced mode. It's very difficult to win. It is unwinnable at the advanced mode. That is not true. We you have won. We are lying we, there. No, we lying. I'm it's, not. It's not. True I'm not lying. We've won. Saying. We've won basic mode a few times at this point, and pretty pretty handily. We've won basic mode a few times. Well, yes. family mode, we've won a few times. <laughs> okay, fine. And it's what five adult men <laughs> sitting around playing family <laughs> mode, and yes, yeah, we beat that pretty handily. Yeah, we took that bad boy on. Yeah, and we, we showed we can, who was we boss. can put out a candle essentially. Yeah, pretty but much the yeah. raging infernos that come in advanced mode. Uh, no, no chance. No. We get we, we usually have the entire building go down. Yeah, we do pretty well to a point, but then. Essentially, there's a way in the game that the more fires that start, they start to explode and just it sets off chain reactions of explosions throughout the building. And so we'll make it probably nine, ten turns in. Well, no, but the thing is, we were really close that last time but we played. We, we, we have were... been really close every time. But that's what makes it exciting. That's why it's not boring. No, it's. I mean. It's not boring. You I see. You know, you you we just you, need you, we you, need you to confront him with facts, and he suddenly says, "Well, okay, I spoke. I I, I spoke too quickly." That's what you're going to say, wasn't it? We need to play a different map, is what I was going to say, because I'm sick of the house. The house is boring. Well, there's we need, there's a there's a there's, there's a, a two story there's a two story building yeah. that I enjoy significantly. I think there's even more. a skyscraper. I don't think we played that. No, I think that's an expansion we don't have, or you uh, don't have your expansions, but. 
Um, anyway, I love the game. I enjoy it immensely. It's a very fun game. See now, see how he's changed here. From Sometimes it's okay. It's to, okay. Listen, uh, listen, 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 listen. Hear me out. It's a fun game when you first play it for the first few times. I don't know. I needed a, I needed a break. I needed the Shadows Over Camelot break. Because, no, no, I agree. Because you that. said we're gonna play Flashpoint again. Like, you know, we played it once, and then we then we moved to Shadows. Over yeah, Camelot. I can only take so much heartbreak. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, fine. I. Do you see what I got to put up with here? But yeah, it was pretty good. What el- what else is going on? Nothing. Boy, that was like we. Ne- I'm going to find some cricket sounds to send in there. Yeah, not a lot, really. We um, haven't had the we haven't really had the time or the opportunity to do much in the way of gaming recently. We, there's been a lot of other things that we've been doing. Yeah, it's been crazy. I, we I know we say that every time we get on a podcast, but it's true. This past four or five months has just been kind of nuts. We still yeah, need our- to get together with Brad. Yeah. And play a game with him. I really want to do that, but yep. we and I hate to feel like I, I hate for him to think that we're putting him off. Yeah, we're not, Brad. We're no, we're not. We're, it's just that if you're watching, continue this. To, or or listening. Yeah, we're it's a podcast. Watching, listening, viewing, viewing, subscribing wherever you are. Yeah, we need to get together with Brad here before the snow flies. We got to do that. We got to. And yes, where we live, snow flies, and sometimes it flies heavy. We're surprised so. that snow has not been flying thus far. Yeah. Yeah, it's a we don't usually stave it off for this long. No. And it's what? First of October ish? Well, it's what is the date on the recording? September twenty seventh. It's September twenty seventh. Uh, we might have had snow flurries by now. We wouldn't have had real heavy snow. No, we had a we had a big heavy snowstorm last year. Sorry, I'm picking up the microphone. See, there you go again. God, it's tough to get good help. Um but yeah, before the snow really flies, we need to we need to get together with to Brad and yeah, we've and got play. A, we've got a few other things we need to do before the snow starts to fly. Brad is Brad is the person who puts together the Cheyenne, Wyoming gaming convention. Yes, uh, really cool guy. And and if you haven't watched that video on our channel where we talk about that, either one of them, they're honestly some of our highest quality videos. So you should go and take again, a look at those. As we have said before, that's not saying a lot, but I think it's, it's still better than than our average. I'm taking video. a stand. I think our videos are great. I think everyone should watch them. And Brad does a great job, and that whole organization does a great job. Yeah, so they, they really do. Those they, uh, for those of you who have not watched the Cheyenne Gaming Convention videos, Brad, um, he is the head of, what's the actual name of it? It is the uh, Wyoming Gaming Library, I yes. believe it is. Yes, yep, that's what it is. And it's his he, charity that he runs. It, he runs, and he's kind of a driven guy. Yeah, um, he does a lot of stuff. He really does, but his goal with the Wyoming Gaming Library is to get a bookmobile type of vehicle mobile library is what a bookmobile is if you've never heard of that yes for those of you who aren't familiar with a bookmobile uh they've been around for a long time they're just basically big vans that have books or a van that's been bad bookshelves put into it basically and then that it drives around it's connected with the local library they drive around and, and then people don't have to who can't get to the library they can check out books from the yeah, and they, Bookmobile. Which it just is tries a, to get people Which to is read, really cool. Especially kids to go and read books, yeah. which is awesome. Well, Brad has taken that idea one step further, and he has been talking about, and, and he has a huge gaming library of, that Massive. people have donated to. Yeah. It's amazing. But he wants to have a gaming, game-mobile, for lack of a better phrase, and he wants to have games that he can drive around to various events and set up so that people can play games, which I think is an absolutely cool idea. Very cool. We are huge fans of this idea, and we are huge, fan, fan, huge fans of... Shine Gaming Convention as a whole. We had a lot of fun there. It really was. I was amazed at how many people showed up at that. I was as well. I, I got to say, I was expecting, you know, 200 people, 250. There was a lot more than that. 
a very successful thing that he put together, he and his volunteers. The reason I bring all of this up mm-hmm. is that we worked with Brad to do the uh, do a video kind of covering the event. and Short little documentary kind of thing. Yeah, and so ish. we got to know Brad. Great guy. He, he really is. But Brad and I have been discussing, and we want to have the old Warlock staff, such as it is, and, okay, old Warlock staff and friends, we want to play against the Wyoming Gaming Library and Cheyenne Gaming Convention staff and volunteers in a game of Captain Sonar. Yes. Uh, so that is our goal. Which to, seems very, very fun. Yeah. So we actually I still don't have a copy of the game. No, I know. Every yeah. time I try and find it, it is sold out. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. But we need to get a copy of that. And what we would like to end up doing, we will probably film that. Mm-hmm. And then we will put that on the channel on the channel and our goal is to start doing that kind of thing with other organizations like yes. brad's up and down the front front range of the rocky mountains so if you're interested if you're, in doing that if meeting you up have with a, us to play a game and we f- we video it and put it on our channel yeah let us know. I, I will say if your organization yes. more accurately would well, as, like as, to do that as much as we would love to play with individuals it's that a, would be very, that's a very difficult it'd thing be a to very do. difficult thing to, to have the to plan out and do yeah i mean i honestly i would love there Many people who have commented to us that I would love to have yeah. join in a D and D game or whatever else, but it's I just it's not something that I think that's, we'll be able to do. Unless that's feasible we, right now. Not right now. I think going forward we might be able to do something online where we yeah. could have some people that are f- fans of the channel uh, join us for a game. We but, can maybe figure a little something something out. But yeah. but for if right now, your store organization something like that is interested in that. Shoot us an email. All the contact information and yeah. this is down below. So. Yeah. If you're figuring but, something out. Anyway, that's why I brought up the whole thing about Brad. Yes, absolutely. So it's a long-winded way of saying we want to do, we want to play games with organizations, film them, and put them on the channel. Yes, I had something for else fun that I was going to talk about, but I don't remember what it was. It must not. Have, it was probably a lie. That's what they say, you know. When you when you say I had something that I wanted to do or say something I wanted to talk about, um, and you forget it, that's probably a lie. Why are you looking over there? I don't know because I thought it was something over there that reminded me. But no, nope, I got nothing. Must not be. <laughs> must not have been that important. So I want to put in crickets there again. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. As you can tell, we plan these out really, really. Yeah. We just thoroughly. We just we had a heck of a time getting everything set up today, and we just filmed the video, so we're a little bit. That's our excuse. Again, for those of you who follow our podcast, that's always our excuse. I think a big part of the issue is, and I hate to admit this, I really do, (laughs) Zachary, our videographer, is not here. He is attending university. Yeah. And so he is not here to set things up and get them rolling. University. And um, we struggle when... (laughs) When our tech guy is not yeah. here to do this. So if, you know, it could be that the only person appearing on this video is Alexander because the camera has shifted or Yeah, something. we accidentally and cut our heads off a little bit in the last yeah, video, so sorry about that so, if you had to see that. But, uh, you know, anybody who watches us, you know that we're a couple of goofballs that don't couple, really know what we're doing. A couple so. of goofy guys, you know? Uh, no, goofballs. Why do you always try to, st- you always try to one-up? You're always trying to one-up me on things. I know. I say goofballs. What do you say? Goofy guys. You, you, you just can't let me have I'm any sorry. time. I'm sorry. You? I'm sorry. You know, when it comes to editing. I, <laughs> anyway. Um, what else? There were other things that we wanted to talk about. Um, we have... 
spread. We had games that we have played. Uh huh. Oh, mm-hmm. I have been really getting after creating things in my world on Incarnate. Now we talked about this again last time. Yeah, on the last podcast. Incarnate's a great little program. It is, and a big program. Yeah, it is. It's a very, it's a robust program. Good word. Thank you. I'm not sure if it applies here properly, but it but sounds like yeah, it fits. It sounds so, like that's something yeah. that's usable. Um, but what I have been doing is developing something called Alebuck's Arcane Emporium. Indeed. This and, is our first little sprinkle of talking about this. Yes, uh, because I what I did was I, I have a, uh, for those of you who are familiar with the channel and have been following any of our backstory, um, I have a shop in my world called Brandy Bucks Emporium. Mm-hmm. But to talk about Brandy Bucks Emporium online is actually walking the edge of copyright issues. Because well, of not the, talking because of the about it, Brandy but anything Buck. marketable with it. Uh, yeah, anything that is, we yeah anything that we yeah. create is we can't do it. Yeah. So because because Brandy Buck and the Tolkien Estate, yeah, Lord of the Rings. And I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying that's just the way it is. Heck no, we would never fault them. Mm, well, no. No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so what I had to do was I, in my campaign, it is still known as Brandy Bucks Arcane Emporium. Tis. But for the purposes of developing something that I can make available to other people. To you guys. It is Ale Bucks Arcane Emporium. Oh, Yeah. For those of you in who fact, are watching this podcast and not listening, you can see the shirt that he has on right I, now. I got, and I'll, th- I'll even throw up the graphic because Zachary Zachary enjoyed, I told him the story that I have developed over the years for, uh, I'm just going to start referring to it as Ale Bucks Arcane Emporium. Uh, it's, it's related to a friend of mine who taught me how to play the game, uh, but that's another story. But Zachary really liked what I was doing with Ale Bucks, and so, and Ale Bucks Arcane Emporium also serves as a tavern and there's a story behind that as well that involves a ghost. And anyway, Zachary thought it was really cool. So he put together a uh, promotional design for Alebuck's Arcane Emporium. That he did, which is the design you can see on this shirt right here. I've got it on, on I have it on the shirt. Shop. And it's also, uh, we're also going to put it up on the screen here just so you can see it. Because I, I think it's really cool. It is pretty cool. But I have been developing all of that and trying to find ways in Incarnate to reflect the multidimensional nature of Alebuck's Arcane Emporium. Indeed, and you have succeeded. I, th- I think I've succeeded reasonably well. It looks well. pretty good. Yeah, I think that it, it's turned out really well. Um, the multidimensional aspect of it was something that I really wanted to be able to reflect, mm-hmm. and I think I've done it. Yeah. I think, Not, I think I've managed to do it. Kind of multi-planar aspect. Yes. Plan, planner, planer. I think planer's right. Yeah, planer aspect of what all it contains. Yes. Um, and yeah, we've sat down and written out a backstory to it and we've started to come up with some interesting things that can be found there and all kinds of stuff. So Well, and, and we've really fleshed out the characters and mm-hmm. um, just, the, like just the, characters. the reason that it exists um, and how how Landis Aylbuck, that's his name, Landis Aylbuck. The, propri- the proprietor and owner. Yes. Uh, what his reasons for establishing the, the, uh, the business in the first place were. Yeah what the reasons were 
And so, yeah, that's I've been spending a lot of time on that. It's a neat little world that we've started I, I th- together here. I might throw up. Oh, I might throw up. I'm sorry. I might put up. Um, I might put up the first floor of that. Know, maybe maybe I'll idea. put it up on the screen, and then I I could make it. Should I make it available? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. I won't. Never mind. I'll but just, just put, give I'll you a little, little taste. taste of it. I'll, I'll put it up on the screen so you can kind of take a look through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, that's been taking a lot of my D and D ish time. Lately. Energy. Yes, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah, that's really what uh, a lot of time has been spent on. But it's been fun. It has been. It has been. Yeah, we've really had the hankering to play a little D&D. It's been a little little while since we've actually gotten the chance to it's sit down and play. It's been a long while. Yeah, which is a bummer. But these things take time. But, but. something else that I have been doing. Um, you know, we did, a, we did a video on Raging Swan. Or was it the podcast that we talked about Raging Swan Press? podcast i think i don't think we dedicated think an entire video to raging swan press no i think it was just a podcast um anyway raging swan it's a it's run by a gentleman out of uh, the uk really does some great stuff uh i really prefer the way that he does his it's supplemental material for dnd uh everything from original or adnd all the way through to fifth edition but um really really good stuff because when he puts it together, it's exceptionally easy to slot it into your own campaign. Yes. And, and Which is what I really like about it. He leaves a lot of room for you to actually write in what you want to have into, uh, what you want to have in the, in the, uh, the module. Yeah. And so I've been really taking a lot of things. I, 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 he offered up uh, a, like a package deal of all of the things that I, and I could be wrong on this, I think it was all of the things that he had put together in 2021. Yeah, I think that's what you said. And and he made it available for a really cheap price, so I bought a bunch of that. And I've actually, I like it so much that I've dedicated an entire island, a fairly large island. It's it's a, you know, it's it's 1% of my entire world, but I've still, still a large island. I've, actually allocated that island to integrating all of his things from one specific part of the uh of his creative content i've i've put it onto that island so yeah and you have made a lot I'm of spending other a lot of time doing that updates to your D world things that are going to be changing yes which suck they're they're cool but they make me upset because there's a percentage chance um that i have not yet rolled that i might lose a good portion of my uh, stuff because my stuff, my, my my main character that I have in his world, which is pretty powerful, he's not doing too bad. Uh, you're about but, ready. To, you're just almost lapsed into Kronk there. Yeah, he's doing he's doing all right, you know. But he's um, <laughs> most of his items, his gold, things like that. Of you know, there's not a small amount of it are stored in bags of holding because we had to kind of pick up all our stuff and move away from where we were because there's a big army that came through and we had to run. And the, the you can probably explain this better than I can, but magic essentially is going to be, it's going to operate very differently in your world yes. because of some big thing that's taken place that we don't know about. There's been kind of this annihilation of magic, this apocalypse of a lot of magic and how it functions. So right. my stuff might go bye-bye and I haven't done the, pardon me, the percentage roll yet for figuring out if my things are actually going to disappear and I'm putting that off as long as possible because if it does, I am going to cry. And I don't want to do that. So, we'll see. 
Yes. Yes, we will. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember if we talked about this. I think we mentioned that this is going to happen in the last podcast. I think we may have But I don't think we talked about any real details. But for those of you who are interested, um, I reached a stage where I think that there's far too much magic available in my campaign. I and, disagree. And, and this has been something. I was always a magic minimalist back in the day. But over time, it has slowly increased and increased and increased. And Which is great. It was, it's time now to rein it back in. But I had to have a logical reason for reining it back in and a way, a logical way to rein it back to in. To purge it. That's the word purge I was Purge is a for. good term. I, that's a really good term. Yeah. Uh, magic in my world is... A lot of a lot of what's going to happen is magic in my world draws its energy from the positive and negative planes. Yes. And if you're curious about what that is, be sure to check out our video on the manual of the planes available on the Old Warlock YouTube channel. I, yeah, right. I, what <laughs> Sorry. What <laughs> Continue. A- anyway, um, that's where magic draws its, it, it, in varying amounts, and things from other planes, but its primary power focus comes from the positive and negative planes. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to that, I have always made it so that uh, any kind of a magic item needs to be encased in another magical spell. Yes. Be- think of it like a, a, you know, a battery. You've got power inside of this casing, and that casing is what focuses that power. Yeah. And the thing is, as in more recent times in my campaign, the past several centuries, um, there has been more and more wizards have been able, and others have been able to create magical items, but they haven't been doing them as well. Yes. And so they're fine when they're first made, but as time goes by, they become unstable. And the th- kind of things he's talking about here are like a plus two spear. Right. Not, you know, a Vorpal sword of something or the, the light bringer of the lord of something or stuff like that. Right. right. I mean, all the all the things that were made in quote unquote ancient times, they were they're they're just much higher quality. And so they are much less likely to become unstable. But as soon as these more recent things become unstable, they become dangerous. Yeah. To both the wielder and to the wieldy and the yeah or, or the or the innocent bystander in a lot of cases mm. who could become the wieldy the wieldy or the yeah or or the wielder you know it's hard depends to say. on the situation but yeah but uh, yeah it, uh, long story short there was a large um, there was a large push or there was a large wave of magical items made at a certain time in my world because of the dissemination of knowledge that had been kind of proprietary prior to that. Good words in that sentence. You know, I just, I'm impressed with myself on the words that I just used there. But the issue being all of these lesser, lesser made, lesser well-made, less well-made items that came after the end of that ancient time, now they're starting to fall apart. Yes. Consequently. It's becoming dangerous, and things are happening. Bad things are happening. Yes, and you're going to bear the brunt of it. <laughs> but this is even across the board. Yes. So if my armies, which I don't have, uh, 
are going to be equipped with basic weapons, there's a good chance the other guys will be as well. And I'm fine with that. As long as it's even. Yeah, it's it's not it's not specific to you. It is happening across the board. Then but I would be okay with it. The other thing is this is create this is going to or I'm going to have this create a real fear of magic among the general population because of the dangerous nature of it. Which is fine because I am not a magic user. It's not fine actually, but I don't know. There's a, there's a few ways that I'm thinking about playing it, you know? There's a lot of different ways I could take this. I could be I could protect the magic users. I could start to collect magic users together who have the ability to create powerful magical items that aren't going to fall apart, things like that. So there's a lot of different ways I could take things. Or you I'm could go sure. on a crusade against the magic users. I could. You could join. You could lead the, the people with their pitchforks and that doesn't and sound like torches. My, that doesn't. That's sound not like, you. No, that's not you. No. This character was made in seventh grade by me, and he's basically just like the altruistic, nice guy who wants to help the little the little person, the little man. Yeah. You know the, That's true. Yeah. So that's too bad because that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. No. I'm kind of anyway. not an option. But yeah, that's where we're going in terms of Dungeons and Dragons, at least in my campaign. Yeah, we never talk about your campaign. It's because and, I and, and I have never played I, in your campaign. You which, have not. No, I've only. And I keep waiting. I've only DM'd for people who are my age who want me to DM for them because I have more Dungeons and Dragons experience than the alternative. So they're like, so "Hey, would all, you like to?" So all of your friends are more important to play with than your own father. Essentially, okay, I get. I get it. I. I if you want my honest answer, if you want my honest answer, doesn't hurt. I am afraid to DM. <laughs> Because you guys, at least you, have told me merciless stories about when some of your friends have tried to DM and not done very well. The treatment that they have received since makes me apprehensive. I do not know what you're talking about. No, I have no idea. You're not the most judgmental person I know. No, I'm not. No, exactly. And this, honestly, why why are you so honestly? You, (laughs) I remember when I was a kid, you would get upset with me. If I didn't play D and D to the standards that you expected me to, would I? Yeah, like like if if we left somebody's house after playing D and D, especially when I was younger, when I was in like high school, and I didn't play to the level that you right. thought I should be playing, you'd be like, "Come on, you weren't on your game tonight. What are you doing?" It'd be like if I was on a traveling soccer team and I <laughs> like screwed up and let the other team score. You're like I've paid all this money. To make sure you can do this, I've put in all this effort. I put all and this, this is how you repay me. This is how you play the My game. My expectations were so high, and this what is, is what you're going to you? do. You embarrassed me, and for, and it's just things fell apart. So well, you know. But the thing is, now in my defense, and that compi- like combined with my deep seated anxieties about life in general, right, right, lead to me, you know, being. So now concerned. you're saying that I'm just a failure as a father. No, you're not a failure as a yeah, father. That's what you're saying. That I'm is, just, that is I'm, essentially I'm what just, you're saying. I, I'm just afraid of you. Hey, everybody, <laughs> Jim's a failure as a father. Just to let you know. I would never say that. He would never say it. He hints around. Exactly. He hints around about it a lot. Golly. I swear. But no, I will at some point. I've had I've had some ideas of things that I could have you guys do. But well, you've told us. You've told me about all kinds of cool stuff that you're developing. And I think. Yeah. I've had, and I've said in a positive, supporting way. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to play that. And then what happens? Nothing. The other. Crickets, the other. Crickets. The other. The other thing is when I'm developing my D and D world, which is somewhat. It's kind of fleshed out. The background for it is very fleshed out. I get distracted too easily. So I have in the past, I, I'm only recently in the past couple of years recently coming into a point where I can sit down and start to write out campaigns of what I want people to do. Yeah, because before yeah. then I would start to come up with an idea for something like, oh, this is really cool. And I'd write a little bit of it and I'd like draw some of it and come up with what it was going to look like. And then, you know, the next day I'd be like, oh, well, but this is also really cool in a completely different setting with a completely different group of people on the other side of the planet. And I would just things would fall apart from there. 
Focus is not his strong. It point. is not my strong it is suit. Not his no, strong point. no, no. But you know what can you do? Well, you can start to focus. Next up anyway, in the podcast. Moving on from there. I guess, I guess in this podcast, I have learned that I was a terrible father because I criticized myself. No, son you weren't a terrible father. And say, gee, why didn't you go to the library like I expected you to? It's not like I'm beating the child, although there are times I probably should have. Might have been focused on your D&D game. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. anyway yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We thought we'd go through the traditional podcast subjects of spells and some magical items, and we would talk about just random ones, and we'd talk about what we think about them. What do you think of that? Should we go ahead? I think that that is a great idea. Fantastic. Thanks yes. for being so supportive. All right. I'm going to flip through randomly here. <laughs> Random spell. We have Rary's Mind Shield. Nice. Interesting. Level five. Range. Touch. Components. Uh, verbal. And what's the S stand for? Somatic. Somatic. Yes. Casting time one round. Duration uh, one hour plus one half hour per level. Area of effect is the creature touched, and the saving throw is none. I like spells that don't have any saving throw. I think that's good. It's kind of dark. Yeah, I know. But and you'll and you'll like those until they come and affect you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy until they're used against me. Exactly. But yeah. this spell is used to protect a creature from intrusions into the mind. I like that quite a bit. Spells or mental powers that can probe a mind have no effect on the creature. The mm. creature makes its saving throw at a plus two against all enchantment, charm, magic that can affect thoughts, memories, uh, or behaviors. So charm, fascination, suggestion, emotion, and others. Nice. The mind shield allows a saving throw at minus two to avoid a Gaius spell. Gaius spell. Gaius spell. Uh, notes, uncommon or rare spell. I actually like that quite a bit. I have always okay. This Wait, is, don't lose it. Don't I won't lose it. it. This is going back quite a ways here. But um, if you've watched the inspiration for D and D video that we made, I talk quite a bit about my love for the Aragon books written by Christopher Paolini. They were big when I was like growing up. It was a very popular s- series of books, and in those, that is kind of what a lot of the magic is focused around. Is um, you have to shield your mind from other people who can use magic because they can basically use psionics to get into your mind and attack you through there and do different things so that reminds me a lot of that and i think that's a really cool way to look at magic i like that quite a bit that's a cool spell yep it is good the reason i wanted you to hand this over because you don't know who rary is that's it he there are so many rary spells there i'm not sure rary's aptitude appropriator i love that Rary's empathetic perception, Rary's memory alteration. Ooh, I, that that'd be a go. fun one. There that'd be go. a fun one. This more powerful version of the forget spell allows the wizard to actively alter a part of the creature's of a creature's memory. The portion of memory the caster can affect is limited. How much? How long have we been doing this? Uh, we've been going for a little while here, so we need to shut up. Well, not not quite, but. Uh, the wizard could replace real facts about the event with false ones or even place a completely new memory into the creature's mind. I like that. I'm not going to go into the details mm-hmm. of it. Rary's mind scan, Rary's mind shield, Rary's mnemonic enhancer, Rary's plain truth, Rary's protection from scrying. Yeah, That's a good one. I like that. Rary's replay, Rary's spell enhancer, Rary's mm-hmm. superior spell enhancer, mm-hmm. Rary's telepathic bond. What do these come from? I have no idea. If you guys, because this is a second edition book, technically, right? That compiles yeah, second it, edition right. spells. Um, if you guys know, and I'm sure this one of you, some of you probably do. Oh, this is all out of World of Greyhawk. So oh, Rary, okay. Rary must be a, ca- a character uh, in World of Greyhawk, which I haven't. No, we don't know that much about no. that. But nothing, really. So, yeah. That's really cool, though. I like those. Those are all very, those are spells that could be creatively used. Yep. And I like a good creative spell, magical item, anything like that. That's Rary's not. urgent utterance. That's really good, too. 
Cool. Yeah, I need to look more into these, and then maybe I'll pass these on next time on the next podcast. No, yeah, those are pretty cool. I like those a lot. One thing I don't like about these, as those of you who watch our podcasts know, I purchased the Wizard Spell Compendium. I like to have the actual three-dimensional books, not just PDFs. Um, and in the originals that we're looking at here, there's actually a ribbon that you that's attached that could allow you to mark certain pages but they don't have those in the wizard's spell compendium in comparison to the encyclopedia magica which yes. is what this is yes but so anyway cool thing cool cool stuff sounds like it's random magical item time stop and we're gonna go with this one right here you've got to be kidding this wait is it the flute that's the one that you this is a <laughs> all right okay the, the flute of puppies <laughs> when played by any character, this flute immediately polymorphs 1d4 attacking creatures of 4th level or less into neutral puppies. <laughs> when, when a bard performs with this flute, 1d10 attacking, mo- attacking monsters 4th level and below are polymorphed into neutral puppies. Um, this item was created by William Moots, who has since passed from the prime material plane. We were asked to include this as a tribute to him, and so we have. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's cool. nice. That's, that's very that's pleasant. Neat. That's 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 really cool. Here's to you, William. That's yeah. That's cool. William Moots, good work, man. That's that's a cool item. I like that a lot. Completely different from. I was not expecting. I was not expecting of that. No, but I like that quite a bit. That's very cool. Gold piece value is six thousand. XP value is twelve hundred. Honestly, this is an unbelievably powerful item. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm laughing about it, but there's a lot of stuff you could do with oh the flute God. of puppies. Yeah, you could start a whole army. Is it permanent? I can't tell if it's permanent. I, f- I feel like I f- it might be. I think that you could just. Uh, I think yeah, I think you're right. It just says polymorph doesn't doesn't give a saving throw. Wow. So one d four attacking creatures of fourth level or less into neutral puppies. But if you're a bard, one d ten attacking creatures. So you could just. You could really lay some waste to different well, people. Well, I, with I this. think that yeah, I mean, just marching through the countryside, turning everything into you could be real. You could be a real. Um, you could cause some uh, problems. You could be a pox on the people. Yeah. as you went through and turned all of their cows into a- puppies. Absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah. Until they bought, until they paid you money to stop. Yeah, it's um, a very peaceful way to just wreak havoc. Yeah. on on I, everything. I, I really like that. So, yeah, this is page one thousand five hundred and forty-two of the fourth. I think, but yeah, I think you got the fourth. Yeah, it? volume four of the Encyclopedia Magica. Another reason why I highly recommend getting the Encyclopedia Magica because it is—you never know what you're going to come across. Yeah, that's cool. That's—I wasn't expecting that. That's yeah. a neat item, and put in there for a good reason too. William yes. Moots, again, shout out to you. Last thing. Last thing. We have one more thing to talk about. We do. Back oh. in back in what? I gotta put down my microphone. Yes, you do. Jeez. I know. I know. It's like training a puppy. I swear. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, years and years ago, back in the early days, back in the old, back in the old days, uh, fanzines used to have things called after-action reports, and a lot of these that they did. A lot of these came from actual war game fanzines war gaming fanzines and so what all the after action reports were they would just be a brief description of what took place in the game between tom and his friends and you could kind of live vicariously through these after action reports for a minute and a half and they were very common and they were actually kind of fun to read we decided 
We're going to start a new segment. We're going to start a new segment of After Action Reports. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hello. The Old Warlock After Action Reports segment is sponsored by Travelin' Root Beer. Travelin' Root Beer, purveyors of Dungeons and Dragons, barbecue, and world travel. And this was actually submitted by Danny of Travelin' Root Beer. Yeah, thank you, Travelin' Root Beer. Here is the After Action Report. This session was a mini-campaign finisher involving five regulars and one occasional player. The players found themselves at a temple in the jungle called the Temple of Destiny, where it's said that those permitted to enter are allowed to fast forward to their ultimate destiny. Sounds cool. Cool concept. The entryway is guarded by two sphinxes named Mork and Mindy. So, Danny, you're actually dating yourself there because most people, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to have some old knowledge to know who Mork and Mindy are. Um, But anyway, entryway is guarded by two sphinxes named Mork and Mindy. Each gave a player a riddle and the other players could only help the one in question through charades with, but no verbal aid. Like it. Very good. Big (laughs) fan. That's cool. Everyone made it through, but Bartholomew, the human thief, decided not to enter the temple and waited outside. Wise decision, Bartholomew. Bartholomew, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. That's that's the way I play my You're teams. talking to the king of hiding and running away. I so. will wait outside until this is over, and that way I can either pick the bodies or I yep. can go in and take part of the treasure. There you go. Uh, Yandala, the halfling goddess, took the players in and showed them their destinies. Bitsy, the female halfling cleric, was sent to reincarnate as Dragonborn Paladin, Protector of Halflings, which was an NPC of a previous campaign these players had met. Nice. Uh, Thunderer. I like that. Thunderer or Thunderer. Thunderer, I think it is. The dwarf fighter was was to return to his dwarven fishing village as an accomplished adventurer on his war pony and made the village chieftain. Nice. So kudos to you, Thunderer. 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 Uh, I think it's a play on Thunderer, but yeah, you know, I'm guessing there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sershaw, the elf magic user, was to return to her family's castle, the party previously reclaimed, and start a magic school. Big fan. This is I'm, these, are, these cool. are good. This is good. Jed, the human magic user, Swindler, yeah, was given an ultimatum: also go to the magic school or end up killed in an alley. <laughs> He chose not to fast forward to either destiny and left the temple. Good call. Milo, the human child appearing warlock, was shown that he could planeswalk the next campaign we're about to start. This served as a, as a narrative for the beginning of said campaign. I like that quite a bit. Very creative. Yandala showed the others Bartholomew, the thief who waited outside, his destiny as well. He was to end up a crime lord in another realm in a land known as Baltimore. Jed opted not to tell Bar- Bartholomew, and the two left the temple together to continue their own adventure before arriving eventually, arriving naturally at their destinies. I, yeah, I like it. That's cool. Interesting note, there were no dice rolls in this session. Now, I love that. Big fan. I love that. Just role play and the answering of the Sphinx's riddles. Decisions were made to enter the temple or not, but nothing was left up to chance. The only exception being that the player who played Bitsy rolled her d20 once in secret to determine whether she should go into the temple or not. This is something she frequently did as a cleric to get divine guidance. Mm, I like that mm-hmm, idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, this session proved that you can have all the fancy supplements, props, maps, and minis you want. But... A good game can be played strictly through narrative alone. Let's go, Danny. 
So shout out to Danny. That's great. Fantastic. Um, I like that a lot. This is I, really cool. I completely agree with the tail end statement he made there. You darn right. No replacement for good role playing. That's right. That's what makes things more exciting than anything. And if you can get through a night without rolling the dice more than once, yep. That to me, that's a really successful game. I love it when that happens. Absolutely. Anyway, that's the after action report. We hope to do some more segments. If you have an after action report that you'd like to submit, let us know. Just forward it on to us. Probably through the website. That's going to be probably the best yeah, place le- to do it. Leave a comment on the website. There's a contact uh, section in there that we that really gets our attention pretty easily. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes sometimes comments uh, slip through the cracks, but we will notice yeah. if it gets sent if it gets sent to us through the website. Yeah. But I like it. I liked I've it quite tra- a bit. Danny at Travel and Root Beer, thank you for forwarding this. This is really cool. It sounds like you guys had a heck of an adventure. It does indeed, and we're I think we're going to live vicariously through them for the next couple of hours Absolutely. while we discuss what we would have done uh, in this situation. But I would have stayed outside. I, I would have stayed outside, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Anyway, I think that brings us to an end. I think that's all we got. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm Jim from the old Do we want to mention anything else? Oh, we had talked about yes. how you can sponsor uh, segments yourself. If you would like to sponsor Yourselves. the next podcast episode of The Old Warlock, well, you won't get the next one because there is already a list There's of a, list. a few people who would like to sponsor the coming episodes. But if you'd like to get on that list, just leave a comment down below uh, saying that you'd like to, and we will put you on there. That's really all that, at right now, that's really all that there is to it. So We just want to be able to say we have sponsors. Yeah, might be a little wait, but we'll get you on there eventually, uh, unless you'd like to send us another um, after action report through the website then you'd be able to sponsor a little segment so and we might figure out more ways to do this and get you guys if you'd like to do something like that let us know if you want us to expand it more um, yeah because we, we really want to make this something that you guys enjoy watching because maybe you get mentioned yeah because it, it's fun for us too yep. so if you'd like to do that leave a comment down below send us an email talk to us about it in some capacity and we'll see what we can do for you other than that check out all of our social media things mostly instagram that's really all we use it's all the links are in the description check out the website all that fun stuff spreadshirt shop again all the proceeds from that go directly back into the channel so if you'd like to purchase something on there it just helps and us to continue making if you want to just throw a, a few dollars our way the best way to do that is through the coffee page yes you can buy us a coffee i think coffees are two dollars two dollars page right now two dollars yeah, it'll give you and, access to a little bit of exclusive content. We haven't done a ton with it. Yeah. It's just more for you know helping it, out with the channel. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It just helps with the channel. But if you don't want to do that either, that's no okay. worries. That's fine. We Thanks get, for stopping we, by. We get it. We, we're glad you're here. We anyway. appreciate the view. Yes. <laughs> it all adds up. So, yeah. Thanks, you guys, so much for watching. If you're still here, good work. We're surprised. But, if you're uh, not here, you won't know what we're saying. Nope. Anyway, I am Jim. I am Alexander. Keep your sword on free. Bye-bye.